0: back with another edition of Lauer After Hours. I'm your host at Waffle House on Twitter, Crispy, Christie, whatever you want to call me. And this evening, we're thrilled to be joined by none other than CK1K, Charlie Kravitz.
2: Hello everyone. Thank
0: you for having me back. I think <laughs> yeah,
2: I guess I guess I guess. having me back.
0: So, uh yeah, for for the uninitiated, uh, you are a returning guest, technically, although your first episode was lost to time uh, only the people that got to experience that that uh, delightful mess uh, that evening. Uh, it's, it's just for our, our personal memories at this point. Uh yeah, you joined us before, and it I think it ended up turning into a, a impromptu episode of the challenge podcast, right?
2: Oh yeah, we had we had Billy, Charlie, Lorenzo, Elizabeth, Izzy, Izzy dropped by for a second. That's right. Um, yeah, we, we really played the hits. Lorenzo That's right. explained to you guys that we were gonna take a road trip around America in an RV. Spoil- <laughs> spoiler alert, it has not happened yet.
0: Has not happened yet. That's right. He was playing, man. This was early. Not not quite not super early days of the pandemic, but like over the summertime where people were starting to get a little anxious. And I think I think Lorenzo was was planning who was going to sit up front and he was like planning all the stops and, and oh, yeah. all day. Right. He still talks
2: about how we're going to go south of the border in South Carolina as soon as uh, as soon as we get the RV rented.
0: I have I've been there many a time. Oh, it yeah. is it is worth the uh, it's worth getting out of the car and taking a gander around for sure. Well, uh, so how's your weekend been? It's been good. You know, um, I adopted a dog
2: two weeks ago, which has been awesome, but weekends have been hanging out with the pup, which has been a great distraction for, you know, sitting at home doing nothing else. Um, and it's good. So he had, he met snow for the first time today, which is great.
0: Oh man. That's, that's thrilling. That's like taking your dog to the beach for the first time or, or any of those kind of sensory, you know, experiences. Oh yeah. Pure joy, pure joy for the little guy that's that's awesome well uh thank you again for joining us and and you know the drill i'm gonna toss it around to the uh the rest of the lower rangers and we're gonna first off go down to barrett in duval uh jags man go ahead barrett
3: charlie my man the charlie not the other charlie let's get that clear people the charlie So yeah, Dobby was actually my topic. I, I see that adorable little pup that you guys have, and it makes me love on my dog more every time that I see him. I've also noticed that you guys put clothes on him pretty regularly, and I was wondering if he seems excited to you about it because... My dog on Saturdays for Georgia football has his own shirt that he gets and he absolutely gets excited to wear it.
2: So he hates it. He <laughs> hates the outfits, but the reason we got him the outfits initially, like I was one, I thought they were hilarious, but two, we, we adopted him and we'd put him in like a fenced-in area and he was like a skinny little hound mix and he would just start shivering. And so we are like, okay there's a little function here plus we get to indulge our own uh uh vagueness and and uh or we got to we get to indulge our like sense of fun with this dog so it's been you know me. yeah be,
3: being up north where you are actually in a snowstorm like you just said is a little bit different than the florida weather i'm used to but uh i think it's going to grow on him soon enough because it got to a point about a year ago where i would start bring in chief's shirt around and he would like get excited. Like it's leash. Like, it, Oh, it. it's game time. It's Saturday for real. So I bet Dobby will do it too. Yeah. Just, figure,
2: for, fingers crossed
3: for, uh, for the uninitiated, give us a little description of that big eared fella. He
2: is, well, we just sent out his wisdom panel. We're going to find out, you know, maybe episode three, if I'm ever back, I'll give you the wisdom results of what Dobby is. But we think he's like uh, he's like 15 pounds and he's four months old. We think he's like mostly beagle, maybe some other hound. Could be some dachshund in there. He's he's a little bit short and sausage like, but we're not totally sure what what he is. Yeah, he's, the
3: ear the ears scream beagle for sure, but I, I'm thinking there's more dachshund than anything. He he's yeah. got some wiener dog in him.
2: Yeah, he's a sweet little guy though.
3: I'm gonna send this back to Will. Thanks for coming on with us, Charlie. Appreciate it.
0: All right. Thank you, Barrett. Up next, we're going to send it over to hashtag Team Steve. He's got a question about, a, I think, a former gig of yours. Go ahead, Steve.
4: What's up, Charlie?
1: Yo, what's up, dude? First, I just want to say, you know, I love the name Dobby. Well done. Well done. It's also very fitting with the photos.
2: Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. He's a hero. Dobby's a hero. <laughs> uh,
1: so, so now the question I have is kind of how you got into your little career as a private investigator. Uh, if you have any uh, any stories about that.
2: Yeah, so I mean the main story I have was just that it was sort of like an incredibly boring job. Um but so I got into this uh job. I, I worked basically a few internships in college that were, were compliance centered around thinking I was gonna go to law school. Um I putzed around my senior year and didn't t- take the LSAT until the summer after I graduated. And, the, and in the interim, I got hired at a private investigators firm where you get to become an investigator, they give you a police badge, but you're basically, doing, you're basically doing the research for head hunting firms or law firms. So like, I thought there could be some boots on the ground, fun stuff, but instead you're really just filling out paperwork of like, who's gonna be hired here or in this very white collar legal case, let me make sure that all of these facts are actually true before we present them in a court. So that stuff was not as exciting. However, they do give you an ID and you can cut the lines at bars when you're 22 with an ID being like, I have to go in there. And <laughs> there <you> pretty, <laughs> pretty much every bouncer is going to respect a police ID or a ID issued by the
0: police department.
2: That was a private investigator's ID.
4: They don't know the difference.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Charlie, did you use that? Uh, be honest with us. Did you use it to impress girls? Uh, if I had any game, I would have. <laughs> uh, but uh,
2: mostly, I, I just use that to enter the arena and then stand in the corner and not talk to girls at that point. Hey,
0: nothing <laughs> nothing wrong with that. You, you, how old were you when you when you had this gig?
2: I was just I had just turned twenty two. Um, oh, okay, so I had it for about I was worked there for about ten months before I quit to be an intern at HQ. Nice,
0: nice. And the rest is history. Good, yes, good, history. business decision on your part, right? For sure. All right. Up next, we're going to throw it out to Albuquerque, uh, to steak sauce. Go ahead. Steak.
2: CK1K or what is it now? CK1.3K.
0: Yeah, man. We're so. 1.35
2: <laughs> soon. Who knows? Dude, congratulations. I appreciate it. Um, you watching the season of the challenge and if so, what do you think about it? You know, I am, I'm watching it. I, I got a lot of thoughts. First of all, I miss the bar. More than anything, I miss the nights at the bar. Like, Dude, I'm telling you. They're in this bubble. It feels very tame. I don't know if they didn't get any commercial music for the season, but it feels like there's no music, so there's no dancing, there's no dance floor makeouts. Uh, there's like very little debauchery. I wasn't I was happy that there was so, like some arguing after the drinking this past week on the challenge, but overall i'm a little bit disappointed in in the in the cast too like the i'm missing some of the classics west was out early i actually sort of miss the generation of the jordans the bananas and and those guys even like the tonys that I, that have been gone what about you right, do you have any thoughts on this as well yeah i'm with you i'm with you like they, they built their own little bar yeah in the house but it's not the same you know and there's always that like Episodes were like, had a formula to them and you knew when they were going to the ball, you're like, oh shit, something's about to pop off, you know, yeah. it's not the same. There's been no showmances this season.
5: No. The Big Brother Alliance, I love Big Brother, but they're just so whack. Like, I hate Fessy so much.
2: Dude, biggest fall from grace in, in sports in the last few months, Fessy. <laughs> Seriously. All right, man, thanks.
0: Of course. So, Charlie, what's the what's the status of the the Challenge podcast, that group of people, that we're, we're doing that together.
2: So we're trying to figure it out. Like, I don't think I'm spoiling anything by saying that like, you know, me, Billy, Elizabeth, Charlie, and Lorenzo just like shooting the shit like you guys do and sitting on Zoom and talking. absolutely. Um, But I, I think a lot is, you know, in flux with how they want to do Mystery Crate. uh, What, where Billy's sort of creative passions lie hosting. I, I do think we'll figure out something to all do together, whether it is BB, BB or challenge based or any of that stuff, there'll be elements of all of it. Um, but I don't think it will be too long until we're all, you know, doing something again. And by that, yeah. I mean, I really have no idea what the specifics are and I'm not holding
0: that. <laughs> I promise. Right. Right. So, so, uh, the, uh, the, the, ticker or the, the, the breaking news at the bottom of the Chiron is that eventually something maybe will probably yeah. happen at some point.
2: We will be back and it will be just as unorganized as it was in the last two iterations.
0: You heard, you heard it here first folks. Yeah. All right. Next up, we're going to go out to and them. Go ahead.
4: Hey Charlie. what's good, man. appreciate you joining us tonight. Of course. Hey, so uh, obviously you're talking with steak about kind of the background stuff of uh, the challenge and things that you noticed with the production. And then you mentioned cast. So I'm more curious over the last month with the changes, obviously with HQ would have been some of the obstacles on just the creative side. That's not on the producer with the talent and what behind the scenes may have been some obstacles with driving the show in a certain direction. And then who you potentially seeing in the future kind of taking that Dan role of, I'm sure, behind the scenes where we didn't see, kind yeah. of making sure the direction stayed where the show wanted to go.
2: Yeah, it's really interesting. So I'll 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 try and take that part by part as, as I go. Uh, you know, the first part that you obviously miss when Dan leaves HQ is he was one of the rare people at really in sports media who could be a host and an analyst. So like he's giving you the the meat and potatoes and then he's he's putting the sauce on it and letting you know what's interesting beyond just the facts, which was awesome. And it's very hard to, you know, set up a story and then pivot. Um but the other thing that had just an immense and still do obviously an immense amount of respect for the way he handled stuff was (laughs) Dan had this unbelievable ability to like be sort of the arbiter of what was funny. Like he his laughter would encourage people, or when he saw a joke bomb, the fact that he knew it was bombing, he could sell the shit out of it while it was while it was, you know, going off the rails. Yeah. Um, so that's like really hard to replace. And honestly, we're not trying you can't replace that. Like Dan's absurd. There's no there's no other Dan at ESPN. We can do elements of it. And the big elements that we're trying to keep is that like Dan made all of these people friends, like in a lot of ways. Like he made Mina and Pablo and Bomani and Izzy and all and Katie um, and Sarah and Dominique, all of them into like actual friends. And L. And uh, if we can keep sort of that banter and the way that they interact with each other, that is the closest we can come to replacing it. Um, as far as who drives the ship, when Bomani's on the show, Bomani's always going to be the person who sort of drives drives the ship. Like a lot of got it. Like he does such a good job of, uh, you know, saying something incisive and different. And that sort of lays the groundwork for people to go after him um, and, you know, follow up with their own points. On the other days, it's actually interesting. Cause like working with, with, uh, with like Mina and Pablo and a lot of days together, they are incredible. And they, but I think I, from my perspective, I think they prefer the analysts on the side role where they can sort of you know, dunk on everyone who, who, goes, who goes before them. Uh, So it's interesting. Like, it's just like, my main goal in doing this is trying to put people in their most comfortable spots um, and letting them feel good about like basically the shots they're taking and whether that's hosting or being an analyst, like, I guess it's not, they're all sort of co-hosts on it, but being a more analytical role after the setup um, it's really, it's day by day is what I would say. (laughs) Okay.
4: no, that makes sense. I appreciate it. And another yeah. thing that Dan made, a, another group of people Dan made friends is like the random 15 to 25 people that I'm sure you'll run across through part three and five of Charlie Kravitz for a after hour. So we I appreciate everything. I same, can't wait. So.
2: And uh, apologies yeah. if that that was a long winded non-answer.
0: I
4: was trying to no, man, I appreciate thing. it. No, I, yeah. my question was probably just as long. So no fault to you. So I'll throw it back to Chris.
0: Thank you very much, Flem. Uh, Charlie, can you give uh, the listeners kind of a, a breakdown of what your responsibilities are, basically producing this show? Yeah, from, from a distance. Yeah. So,
2: you know, it's sort of grown over time, but like, so Eric Ridehome and Dan basically created this sort of wacky Mad Lib that was HQ. Like the when when I got there, even in 2013, like all the segments were there. Like it's not like we haven't really like we've we've tinkered and adapted over time but we've kept right. an a block of headlines we've kept kept you question we've kept C or no and what I feel the most passionate about is basically building what fits those segments finding the content every single day finding an angle that's not that's gonna push the hosts because you could really easily easily do like um you know the Super Bowl Mahomes versus Brady <laughs> talk about it Um right. And you can get, you know, generic sports stock, but you're not going to really push them to have a personal engagement with it. So a lot of it's framing research and topics that will hit, you know, the sensibilities of, you know, Katie, if it's Tom Brady related, just how can we troll her into being engaged in this topic, more so than she would normally, or letting Mina cook on football or Bomani cook on, you know, like any number of topics. Pablo, same with 76ers. So it's like it's trying to fit the content to the hosts, um, but then building out like an entire outline of the show, which will be three headlines, three D questions, three C or NOS daily. Um, Making sure that we have the pertinent video, uh, working with our team of producers who are awesome on uh, you know how those videos look when we go into taping, and then during taping, I'll give between topics and you know real peek behind the curtain here we're not a live show Um, (laughs) I'll give basically like a 20 second synopsis of what I think is important in the topics in the setup just to be like we should hit this note like here are four numbers or three numbers that we got to get on the table before you guys give your points so that the viewer who might be you know meatball sports fan like I was for 22 years has the baseline knowledge before you guys start making
0: us smarter sure sure Gotcha. So you you are you are uh, looking. So so throughout your day, are you like basically? Are you reading what the the day's events entail, yeah. like what the headlines are, and saying that would be a good topic for who we've got coming up on the day show?
2: Yeah. So basically, starting the night before, I'm scouring the internet and like you know, really obvious places like Reddit, The Ringer, Twitter, uh, even videos on Instagram or ESPN's main page for for right. stories. And sort of organizing them from there. And then we have like really awesome researchers. One of them, Ryan Cortez, you guys all know. And another guy, Kevin O'Brien, who just put, our doc's usually about 15 pages. And it's just, you know, accumulated tweets and articles from, you know, a number of sources. They, they love The Athletic, which is actually, I I can't believe how much, like, how detailed the information is there. And then I'm just trying to make sure that I, Know what's in there too because there's nothing worse. Like, honestly, one of the low points in the job is like you get to a topic, and like Izzy will be like, Hey, what's Brad Beals shooting from three? And you have no idea, (laughs) even though it was in the research packet that you sent out. And you're like scrambling, you're like, Oh, hold on, buddy, let me get it for you. (laughs) And you're basically tap dancing to make them not think that you're an idiot for the 10 seconds to find it.
0: Right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that, that sounds uh, like it could be exhilarating at times, but it, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. So up next, we're going to go out to
6: Cody Cavalry, AKA Drake. Go ahead. What's going on, Charlie? Yo. Appreciate you joining us. So I want to play a little game with you called Billy or Lorenzo. All right. <laughs> so we got a few, few little, uh, few little scenarios for you. So first off the jump, who would you rather rob a bank with Billy or Lorenzo?
2: Lorenzo. Wow. (laughs) Really? I'll tell you why. And this is, you know, we would get caught (laughs) off the top. We would get caught. Lorenzo would, would, he would dress the part. He would dress like a cat burglar. 100%. He would trip every single alarm. He would have an incredibly elaborate plan and when, when I mean elaborate plan, once Lorenzo wanted to descend Stugats from the ceiling for HQ to make comments with a pulley system. So like he would have an incredibly elaborate plan. Billy, we would never rob the bank. Me and Billy are, are so pessimistic and neurotic, both of us. We would get an entire plan and be like, this is stupid, fuck this, and then bail. <laughs>
6: <laughs> who, uh, who would you rather make your dinner, Billy or Lorenzo? Oh, Billy. Lorenzo Billy would never make the up. dinner. The dinner would be would would, <laughs> would sit halfway done. Who would you rather be stuck in an elevator with?
2: I think Billy again. Uh, oh, Zoe, Zoe might be Zoe might be more, you know, short term entertaining there. I think if, if you're you're stuck in an elevator for a long time, long time, just the anxiety building as Zoe continues
6: to tell you stories would be tough. <laughs> last uh or second to last who would you rather let fix something around your house billy or lorenzo zo <laughs> so is shockingly handy really yeah yeah he is i like, can see that he's he's
2: incredible at arts and crafts like he's incredible at like building certain things so i'm taking zo on that one um <laughs> like and like trust me every single time it shocks me like he but he's very good at building and putting together things
6: and last and most importantly, who would you let date your hypoth- a sister or hypothetical sister if you don't have one? I don't have a sister. Um,
2: you know what? Honestly, this is a total cough out, but either one of them. They're both so nice. Wow. Billy and Zoe are both so nice. Um, I
3: won't allow it.
6: Give us an answer. All right. Uh, all right. That, throw, throw Charlie Hume in the mix. Is that Definitely not Hume.
3: <laughs> wow, <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hume's not dating my hypothetical sister uh, I'm going Zoe I'm
0: going Zoe there too he's so chivalrous okay but Charlie think, consider this uh, he's going to be at all of your holiday get-togethers
2: yeah and I it, with at least Zoe I could alpha him I would be the alpha <laughs> of our hypothetical <laughs> wow. uh, brother-in-law
0: okay. relationship okay. <laughs> oh man I love it okay those are those, those are some uh I wonder how Zoe is going to respond. Uh, I think he'll be okay with that. There was okay. a lot of, uh, he won a lot of those. <laughs> we're robbing a bank together. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. He, he's good under pressure, I guess. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Cody Cavalry. Up next, we're going to go out to Jeff. Jeff, go ahead.
7: Hey, Charlie, it's Jeff. Um, so first off, congratulations on the new puppy and also congratulations on skipping law school. Heady play? Um, mm-hmm. So I had, uh, going back to the BBBB challenge stuff for a second, as somebody who has never gotten into any of these shows, to be honest with you, Big Brother, Survivor, Challenge or whatever, if I wanted to, what's the, like, or if any listener wanted to get into it, what's the show to get into what's the hook why why do i want to get into it because i would like to be able to know what the hell you guys are talking about on your pod yeah but otherwise but realistically i'm just kind of hanging out listening to you shoot the shit because it's funny but i don't know what the hell you're talking
2: about i would definitely start with the challenge 100 percent. like that's hands down my favorite one like i i really think it's like as good or as much fun as reality tv can be because it's like the hook of it is every week there's a ridiculous competition like well, I mean like ridiculous competition, a couple weeks ago, they were wrestling on the top of a semi-truck and they had to push the other people into nets as the truck was like going down a highway in Iceland. They basically build out the stunts that could be in Fast and Furious and have reality stars who are now, alleged I, sh- I should say allegedly on the front end of this, but they're not really allegedly, just juiced out of their mind, jacked in these sort of physical competitions. Um, and after the competitions, they get them all shit-faced and they all hook up and live in a house together. It's really fun and then they have to vote each other out uh that one's the best uh best for social discourse i'd say after that is like in like talking about it is the, is the bachelor the the whole universe of it the show is trash, and it takes up so many hours of your week but the drama surrounding it it's like that's the easiest conversation piece if you're doing it for not watching but for the for the talking points
7: yeah and then i'd also get half of gold jr's tweets also so Thanks. that would be great um, right on. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you, Jeff. Up next, we're gonna throw it to our foreign correspondent, Morgan, in Australia. Go ahead, Morgan.
5: Hey, Charlie. Um, like with Jeff, I was a longtime listener of the BBB and had never watched the challenge um until this season. Um, and now because I'm a survivor person and Natalie Anderson was on it, like I had to watch. Um, so I was really disappointed with her going. But do you see more survivors joining the challenge now? Because they've kind of, like, Natalie's a beast and Jay's kind of showing that he can handle himself.
2: I do. I actually do. I think, I mean, because, like, they've been awesome for the show. Jay, Jay and Natalie are actually, like, good on it. They're not, like... Mm. They've brought in people from like X on the Beach. They've brought in people from Are You the One? And a lot of them have been terrible as a sort of the real world farm system has been gone. But Survivor has been great. Like Natalie was the best competitor in the game and Jay is awesome. So I think they'll bring in more. I'm hoping Boston Rob makes an appearance in the future.
5: Oh, no. I think Michelle Fitzgerald will be in.
2: Yeah. I reckon. No, I, I, I do, though. Cause like the skill set, too, the skill set of just being like very good at all of these ridiculous challenges it there's a big crossover there
5: yeah i think that more of the women would be good at it too like i don't know if kim spradlin's too old and she's not really that interesting or dramatic but she'd be good at all the challenges um but like for jeff if you're into like a more strategic reality show go with survivor but um i really really liked the challenge so far yeah.
2: oh yeah the the survivor for sure it's way more of a long game like yeah
5: the,
2: <laughs> the challenge every week it's like it's they do the dumbest stuff possible it's great
5: and you could like cherry pick episodes of the challenge like you could just watch one and you don't need to watch the next one because it's the same shit
2: oh yeah you can pick it up you can pick up what's yeah. going on every week
5: like there's there's drinking there's fighting there's a challenge and then someone goes home
2: yep yep someone cries about yeah it. yeah
5: tears but um oh, one 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 more thing i'm um, sorry fessy was trying to pull Gabby. He kissed her, but then he voted for her. Like, is he the dumbest person in the world?
6: Yeah,
2: it's short answer. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, sorry, Fessy, former guest of ESPN's number one challenge podcast. I don't think he'll be coming back. Uh, <laughs> yes, Fessy, big guy, not the smartest guy. He, uh, tough season for Fessy. He also broke up a, a engagement between Jordan and Tori um, and Good. still denies it to this day, but you know, he doesn't doesn't really play the game smart.
5: No, it didn't look like he was playing the game smart even before the Gabby vote, but.
2: It's unbelievable. He is bigger than everyone. He's better than everyone at the challenge and he has no chance of winning just because he cannot stay out of his own way.
5: And he looks frightened a lot of the time, like considering how big he is.
2: Yeah. Odd. No, yeah, this, for anyone who doesn't watch the challenge, last week he went on after he betrayed all of his friends and he's like, guys, I promise I'm not really an asshole. I'm just self conscious, and it was like one, it was like an all time eye roll.
4: The worst type of person. Yeah. <laughs> and he's
5: like a million pounds. He's seven foot tall. He's beautiful. He's like I'm not an asshole. I'm just self conscious. Yeah. I was, it was like, yeah, bro. Yeah, totally.
0: it, it was wonderful. <laughs>
5: Thank you, Charlie. Of
0: course. All right. Thank you, Morgan. Next up, we're gonna throw it to uh, Ant Up in
8: Brooklyn. Go ahead, Aunt. Hey Charlie, thanks for joining us. Um, so I want to go back and ask an AQ question, but something a little more old school. So when you guys did the interludes with Poppy doing the rap lyrics mm-hmm. for the in between of the commercials, was that was that who, a who thought of that idea and b how did you find it going? Was like is something Poppy was into or was it something he was like oh one of these again or you know how did that go?
2: So Poppy actually loved doing it. Uh, And like the longer and faster the rap, the better he was at it. (laughs) Incredibly bizarre that he would just on the prompter, he could would just like spit bars if we gave him like a, you know, a block of text, but it was actually came up by, with by this guy, Charles Peach, Charles Peach, former D question producer went on to produce high noon. He is the palest dude of all time. He knows more about rap than anyone ever. He's like a very pale, blonde ginger uh, who now lives in Brooklyn. And to put Peach in perspective, he knows the lyrics to every song ever, but he's also a kid who went to one of those and one mixtape tours and played in the amateur game. And he's a really good basketball player. And the announcers named him Scared Straight during the game. So he was getting buckets on, you know, a bunch of the and one players and they were just going, Scared Straight. And he's like a, you know, five, five, nine translucent beanpole.
8: That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. He's the
2: man. Peach is incredible. He was the best. He like was the best coworker ever. It's awesome.
8: So you help us get us on, the, get him on the pod next, right?
2: Anytime. I'm sure you'd love to.
8: <laughs> cool. Thanks, Charlie. Of course. And his last
0: name is genuinely peach, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yes. Please help us get him on as a guest because i would love to pick his brain about that the being on the and one uh amateur game uh dude he's awesome he uh
2: and he's you know he was a huge part of like the creativity behind like the original part of hq he was hired when they were coming up with the show concept uh with like you know the original
0: team excellent excellent well i hopefully look forward to uh talking to him in the future all right
5: uh, um Sorry, Will. Would that be the best um, alternative porn star name to Pamela Lace? <laughs>
2: Something Charles Peach. Hmm.
5: It's
2: not bad.
1: So you said you said he was Chuck said he was
2: Peach, kid, right? No. Peach
5: vibes
2: oh, oh, Chuck on. Peach. He goes. You know, Peach. He goes by Chuck Peach. He he switched from Charles to Chuck at some point because we had four Charleses in the
0: office. So oh, he's now no Chuck one Peach. would
5: be all in on this. <laughs>
0: So, uh, yeah, I was going to say you, you didn't have to tell us what his complexion was when you said his name was Charles peach, by the way. Uh, <laughs> that is quite possibly one of the widest names I've ever heard. Um, is just, it's perfect. Perfect. Charlie. I'm going to throw it back down to uh Barrett and Duval Jags, man. He's got another question for you. Go ahead, Barrett.
3: Yeah. So, um, in kind of, Momentum to b B B B B B B B B. We're gonna play a little game called C C C C C. Are you ready, Charlie? Let's do it. These are six questions, all oriented around the letter C. And they and they definitely get like harder as they go on. All right, first one. What is your favorite carnival ride? Mine's the one that makes you feel like gravity is not a thing.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say like the the direct plunge where you, they like pull you up and just drop you straight down. You know what I'm talking about? Um Either that or just like uh hanging out on the teacups, being far too large for the teacups.
3: <laughs> Second C question: What is your favorite color?
2: I'm a I'm a baby blue guy.
3: Upset? Wow! Yeah, see that wow. I'm a
2: Carolina blue guy. I grew up a you know bandwagon Carolina fan. So
3: third, what? is the best meal you can cook? Um, You know, I think... You're just... trying to do something nice for your lady. You're laying out all the stops and making a home-cooked dinner. I'll what? do
2: c- Cacio Pepe pasta. Ooh,
6: okay. Fancy. Oh, okay.
0: Charlie, what, what exactly is that? It's basically
2: like a... It's super easy to make. It's you make, you take some pasta, a little bit of the pasta water, some butter, parmesan cheese and garlic and a lot of black pepper and you sort of cook that into a sauce toss the pasta through it but it's like a uh fancier way of buttered butter and parmesan cheese pasta
0: Ooh, ooh sounds delicious
6: yeah right. i can dig that what
3: is the chore that you get careless about
0: yo i have to get
2: yelled at by Carrie to fold my laundry within like 48 hours of it coming out of the dryer or or it will not be done I would if I was still single it would it would stay in a laundry basket until I used it again
3: my man that is so topical you have no idea thank you so much there's a debate going on right now about people doing like finishing laundry after it's done get the fuck out of here
2: oh I know I I only do it because I'm forced to all
3: right and then what is your favorite movie character characters see, to see in that one
2: favorite movie character um trying to think of favorite movie character you know what i'm gonna give a shout out to davi shout out to my guy davi he's a hero
3: and then this last one it's not really a question but The other Charlie, Charlie Hume, Mm -hmm. needs to change these nicknames around. I mean, what does he know? Some guy who knows a guy who knows Tom Brady? Fuck out of here. He's not on. He doesn't have a regular role on an ESPN Daily show.
6: (gasps)
2: Yeah, Hume is first of all. Hume is also like an incredible, is like the nicest guy ever. Made a villain by by the Levitar show, but I promise you, Hume is the absolute best. You have no idea how often I get the other Charlie, where they'll send an email to one of us, they're expecting the other person, and then they'll be like very disappointed when they find out.
3: It's <laughs> I'm sorry, and I've heard that, and I'm sorry, but I, you are the better Charlie. You should be Charlie number one. I appreciate That's all it. I have to say on that.
2: I appreciate I I like to think of us as Charlie peers, but uh you know you can you can read the tone in, in often in these in these uh discussions when I'm yeah, the other Charlie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Charlie equals.
2: We're both Good. Charlie.
0: All right. Barrett, thank you very much for that impromptu uh pop quiz for our guest. Up next, we're gonna throw it back to Steve. He's got another question for you. Go ahead, Steve.
1: Yeah, I actually got a, a kind of a quick two parter about BB, BB, BB. So the first one would be What is your favorite Eliz recipe? And the second uh, would be Just kind of give us a peek behind the curtain of how frustrating the Secret Santa was with, with Lorenzo. Uh,
2: how frustrating, or I'll go first. Favorite recipe, I think, was the white chicken chili. It was great. I highly recommend it. She's done a really good job with all of them, but that one is also unfuck upable for someone like me, which is great. Um, how frustrating was Secret Santa? Incredibly frustrating uh, <laughs> for a number of reasons. Well, it was incredibly frustrating, but it was awesome. So one of the things that like I love doing is I'll lean into the frustration when I see that it's bothering Hume. So Hume was losing it the entire time. He just wanted. He was so annoyed by the entire thing. So then I started loving it. I was like Lorenzo has made this impossible he's making us send addresses to a, like a third-party site instead of everyone just putting their address in a text group um he we pushed we pushed it back two weeks um somehow because his gift wasn't there on time initially uh, and it just became a debacle he also included allison turner without telling her and he just put in the email address allison at yahoo.com so she had no idea that she was involved so you kept them being like she hasn't like filled out her gift yet. It was like, why did you think that her email address was just Allison at Yahoo.com. Um, so shout out to whoever got that email. One of the first 25 Yahoo email addresses, probably. Um, but yeah, once it once it got to that point and it started pissing everyone else off, then it was like me, that's when me
0: and Billy will lock in and like it way more than we should.
4: Perfect. Thanks, man. Of course.
0: All right, I'm going to throw it back to Cody Cavalry, aka Drake. He's got another one for you. Go ahead, Drake.
6: All right, Charlie. So, I asked Pablo this whenever we had him on, and his his answer was shit. I don't remember what it was, but it was shit. So, I need you to give me a good answer. So, create your perfect fast food meal with a drink, a main entree, a side item, and a dessert from four different fast food restaurants.
2: Okay. Um, so are we going We're going big national chains, right?
6: Anything you want, yeah.
2: Okay, I'm going, um, you know, I'm going Baja Blast from Taco Bell uh, as Mm. the drink off the top. Uh, I'm going, you know, Animal Style Burger from In-N-Out as the main. Waffle Fries from Chick-fil-A. And then as far as dessert, I'm going just the McDonald's ice cream sundae. I know that's a hot take to do it over the
6: McFlurry, but I like the little hot fudge sundaes. I like it way better than Pablo's. He went like straight McDonald's. So I like it.
2: I appreciate it. You know, Pablo's <laughs> spoiled by having grown up in Manhattan. He's got all, all of the
6: best food all, all around. Yeah, he's, he doesn't spend time too much time at fast food, I'm sure.
0: All right. Well, I don't know. I've heard tale of uh, strolls that he's taken with Stu Yacht, So uh, I'm, I'm sure he's found himself at, at more than one uh, fast food spot <laughs> up there. All right. So up next, we're
8: going to go back to Aunt in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Aunt. Hey, Charlie. So I wanted to, uh, since you mentioned it earlier, um, your love of South of the Border. Um, you know, was that something that you got as a young kid, or was that something that you got as you were older? Because I know we used to drive to Florida my dad was a teacher and we'd just take the summer and get in the car and I remember just seeing those signs pick up shortly after you'd get just past Virginia and yeah. they were like they were amazing it was like the highlight of of, of the trip in many ways for me so.
2: so I had never seen it until I drove to um we drove to Savannah twice in college so we basically drove down 95 uh you know passed through everything and we were like these signs are are everywhere And then you like get there and it's majestic. The fact that it exists and it's like, you know, the size of of a dude ranch, it's ridiculous. It's of course you have, you have to stop particularly when, you know, you're a college kid and you're like, I need to, I need to see this in all of its splendor.
8: Cool. Cool. Thanks.
0: Yeah. So Charlie, I'm about an hour and 15 minutes away from South of the border, actually. Um, so I have been there many a time growing up. I remember the first time my parents took me and I recently took my boys because it is it's one of those places where it's not going to be around forever. And you kind of have to see it to believe it, you know,
2: totally. It's such a blast from the past that something like this exi- exists yeah yeah it's 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 bizarre and uh uh
0: maybe maybe a little problematic uh, yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah,
2: apologize if it's if it's it's definitely somewhat
0: problematic (laughs) but it's also but but it also does a good job of of kind of encapsulating just the you know america's vibe like it's part of the past you know those those uh random roadside attractions uh and the billboards that say you've never seen sausage a place you know (laughs) that oh uh, yeah the, the, the stupid corny bill boards all along the highway all right i'm gonna throw it back to our foreign correspondent, morgan in australia she's got another one for you go ahead morgan
5: um to date this podcast uh the washington wizards just beat the nets 149 to 146 in regulation are they the best three and seven team of all time
2: uh are they the best three and seven well they're now four and (laughs) twelve So I think the best four and twelve team of all time. Uh, uh short answer, no. the Wizards are the one team that I care about, and it's breaking my heart. I was so excited when they traded for Russell West, uh Westbrook. Um yeah, they're uh I you know, there's not much defense to be played on this team. Free Brad Beal.
3: How would you feel about him going to Miami?
2: I'd be okay with it. I want Brad to be happy. Um
3: which so I know cute. is not you were-
4: what a nice thing to say, but that seems to be like the mood of Washington fans, which is yeah. only all because everybody else is like, "I'd rather you go somewhere and be miserable."
2: I mean, yeah. we've ruined dozens of careers and all of these sports teams that I've rooted for for the past thirty years. Like, come on, Brad, you yeah. can go somewhere and be happy.
7: Hey, you managed to you managed to pry Isaac Bongo away from us, so <laughs> that was a W for you.
2: Hey, big W, big W. Wait, Isaac is the Westbrook only guy on the team that plays defense. <laughs>
4: With Westbrook over there, uh, are y'all basically begging for Wall back?
2: No, no, no. I was, I this. I, if we're gonna get to you know the best, I could not stand John Wall at the end. Okay, like so, I know
4: sports. Yeah, I just want you to call out yeah. play it's all, oh, all
2: Yeah, I'll call out John Wall just over and over again. I'm the best point guard in the world. We're the best backcourt in the East. We're gonna get swept by the Hawks in the second round. Got it, buddy. Have fun in Houston.
0: <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Love it. Dropping the heat. All right, next up, we're going to go uh, to Beat Count. He's just now joining us. Go ahead, Beat.
1: What's going on, Charlie? How you doing? Yo, how are you? Good to see you again. Feels like uh, kind of last time I joined late on that other one, so here I am again. Hopefully this episode doesn't get lost in David Jones's locker. Um, when it comes to BB, 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 what has been your favorite uh, you know, kind of topic of the bees or What's something that you guys wish you would have covered more?
0: Um,
2: I think my favorite topic of of the actual bees from from the show was Lorenzo's seventh bee every single week um, because every single time he had a week and we'd sit down and he'd be like, I, I don't have one. Guys, I don't have a seventh bee. And you'd have to come up with it on the spot. So that was always an adventure. Things I wish we talked about more uh, any of the original bees, basketball, baseball, or big brother, we'd ever hit on any of them. Um, so I, you know, maybe we could have got to a format, but then it wouldn't have been our show.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate you coming on. No worries.
0: All right. Charlie Kravitz, CK one K. How, how many, so how many followers are you up to? Cause last time, so, so, so for the listeners to reiterate, uh, your episode was lost to eternity. Um And before you had not broken a thousand followers, correct? Yeah, I'm at I'm at like 1350 now, and I actually I Hell think yeah. you guys
2: were innovators. You were basically the Reddit board Wall Street bets for my Twitter, where you <laughs> pumped yes. up my stock and infl- diamond hands and baby
0: inflated it against the man.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, we are. Uh- We, uh, we sent out the call that was, that was early on in in the days of this podcast, but, but we got you over that hump. So uh, yeah, if you are listening to this episode and you have not followed Charlie Kravitz uh, for his fire, John wall takes um, you, you need to Charlie, where can they find you?
2: Yeah. uh, I'm on Twitter. C Kravitz 17. I basically retweet a lot of HQ videos and occasionally rant about basketball when I'm sitting on my couch um so that's
0: that's pretty much what i do and you'll hear my voice on hq from time to time excellent excellent Well, everybody should go follow him are you on instagram any other social media uh
2: i am on instagram but i pretty much don't use it charlie kravitz on instagram it'll now be pictures of my dog um so actually you know i actually scratch that i am using instagram again
0: okay okay so go (laughs) go follow charlie kravitz to follow dobby right To, to see cute pictures of the puppy excellent well this is usually the part where i throw it to lou rafter and he presents you with your hat but you got that last time uh and we we dubbed you the the gave you the nickname ck1k so charlie kravitz thank you so much for being with us tonight and for coming back on and we hope to have you again how 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 often can we make this a regular thing semi-regular thing yeah man i'm around
2: whenever i you know i I'm not just saying that. I'm literally around. I'm <laughs> around my computer or whatever. So uh, right. I love talking to you all. So hit me, hit me up whenever and I'll pop on.
0: Talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Right. Send right, the Zoom dude. link. I'll be there. <laughs> all right. On the count of three, I need everybody to give me a thank you, Charlie. One, two, three.
6: Thank, thank, you, Charlie. Charlie. thank, thank you, Charlie. you, Charlie. Thank Charlie. you, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. You
2: you guys are great. I really appreciate you having me back.
0: Thank you, Charlie. Have a good
2: night, night, Hey, see you
1: guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.